Hello and welcome back to yet another episode of Hot Takes with M. I am super, super excited to be back with you guys. We just reached 200 listens on this podcast. I am so thankful and appreciative of all of y'all listening, liking, sharing, commenting, and listening to this podcast. I thank you so much for all the support, all the love that's been shown, and we reached 200. So, Super, super excited about that and looking forward to reaching new levels and new heights going forward. So thank you all once again. You guys have been going absolutely insane and I am definitely appreciative of that so, so much. What started out as something really, really silly that I need to do for a college assignment has really turned into something that has been such a great outlet to talk about sports and just be able to connect with the sports community. So thank you guys so much, guys and girls, (laughs) for listening, liking, sharing, commenting, and doing everything that y'all do each and every week of this podcast. Now, there's been some changes to different things, but we are still moving on and moving forward. So I am thankful and grateful for that. And thankful again for all of your support. So without further ado, we are going to go ahead and get into our weekly recap. These weekly recaps for the NFL are going to obviously get shorter and shorter because we are getting closer and closer to the end of the season, unfortunately. But it has been such a fantastic and fun season. And these games, obviously, over this weekend did not disappoint. (laughs) Well, one of them kind of did, but the other one was definitely a chess match all the way to the very end. So let's go ahead and get right into it. So Baltimore took on Kansas City. You know, we had talked about all the different things with Kansas City. They don't have any receivers. You know, their defense has really been keeping them in games. They look broken. The O-line looks terrible. All these different issues, yet when Kansas City gets to the playoffs, they are always a much different team. I truly believe that the Ravens had all the pieces this year to really make it happen. Lamar is more than likely going to be the MVP. So having MVP quarterback, them essentially revamping that wide receiver core with the drafting of Zay Flowers and then going out to get Odell, Rashad Bateman, obviously taking the next step, Isaiah Likely, even when Mark Andrews, Went out briefly, Isaiah likely did step up, but then Mark Andrews did come back for this game, so he had that weapon at his disposal as well. So it just felt like there was all these pieces, and then their defense was great. Running game, ever since he's been there, has been great, but it wasn't always on Lamar this entire season. It was more so on the other backs and players that they had. So it just felt like it was the Ravens' season. They were at home for this AFC Championship game, and they haven't had one in Baltimore in so many years. And they finally had one, and it was kind of a blunder. (laughs) They did match Kansas City, you know, because Kansas City came out right out the gate. Travis Kelsey immediately got a touchdown. That set the tone pretty much for the rest of the game of Kansas City's domination. The Ravens did match, but pretty much after that, they really didn't get anything else going. And what they did get going that worked and worked all season, them running the ball. We just saw that last week with Josh Allen when they played the Bills. Josh Allen and James Cook and all their other players that were running the ball down Kansas City throat, they pretty much got away from that. And even though Lamar has improved drastically as a passer, you cannot forget his other lethal weapon, which is running the ball. You're a running team. 
but they just stopped running the ball even with the successes that they were having. And that pretty much was their downfall because Kansas City, you give them an inch, they took the whole yard. (laughs) There was no coming back for Baltimore at that point. It was pretty much over at halftime. They didn't show really any signs of life. (laughs) They didn't do anything significant. And Kansas City just kept scoring. They kept coming. They kept getting field goals, and they kept getting stops. So it was incredibly disappointing, you know, what the Ravens did. They did have a brief, you know, heightened moment, resurrection, whatever you want to call it, in the second half. But it quickly, quickly died right back down, you know. Zay Flowers made an incredibly awesome play, but then he made a completely boneheaded play at the same time with pretty much their biggest play that they had in the half and the whole game. And then he gets the penalty, and then the very next play, the ball pops out, game over, pretty much. It wasn't even Lamar's interception in their next series. It was really mainly the dumb play that he made. And yes, he's a rookie, so he's going to learn. They'll be back, but it's going to be twice as hard, you know, three times as hard to get back because the teams are only going to get better. It's going to only be that much more complicated to get back to the big game, you know. I mean, as great as Lamar is, you know, it's going to be just that much more challenging for them to be able to get back to the big game. So this really was their chance. You know, I'm not saying they won't be back next year, but I think Kansas City is slowly but surely building a dynasty that we saw when we saw the Patriots. And, you know, if they win in two weeks, you know, you got to, you know, that's two, that's back to back. So I think the Ravens really blew it. I just, I really don't know why they got away from the things that worked so well for them in the season. It just didn't make a whole lot of sense. And that was honestly their greatest downfall, you know. But Zay Flowers will get better. He will be more seasoned, you know, and learn to keep his composure a lot better, you know, because they are very, very on the taunting, you know, in the league, you know, now. So you really have to be aware of that so that you don't make dumb mistakes that cost your team. Um. So he'll only get better. You know, Lamar will be back because they will always be in competition to be competitive as long as Lamar is there. But I said it's going to be so much harder. You know, we're expecting Joe Burrow obviously to be back for the Bengals. You know, Deshaun will be back for the Browns in that division. Uh, Steelers, I mean, they always seem to do something great every single year, even if it's not really be of, you know, getting to the second, third round of the playoffs anymore. They still are able to do good things. They always end up sneaking right in there so and the rest of the AFC as a whole you know the Dolphins (laughs) the Bills will be back as well um yeah so they 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 don't have a much tougher time the Texans will only be better as well you know who they played in the first round C.C. Stroud was amazing amazing this year he's only going to get better and better and better so but on the Kansas City side, you got to do shouts out to them. They played probably their best game that they played this season. Like I said, they always keep coming when it comes to the playoffs. They just reach that next level, you know. We thought Travis Kelsey looked done at certain points of the season. He's basically turned back the clock and showed, like, he has so much more to give, you know, in these past couple of games. So, you know, Patrick and Holmes taken to another level. The receivers have been able to do their very best, you know, and – play really well um, and not make those drops that we saw throughout the season that were really heartbreaking. We're like, where is the Kansas City's receiving core? Because it did not seem like they had one at all. (laughs) 
you know, but they didn't make it. They haven't been making any drops. It's like they all, everybody has really come together to play some of the best ball when it was really needed. You know, and Kansas City's defense has quietly been one of the best in the league this season anyway, and definitely probably one of the best defenses that Patrick Mahomes has had since he's been there. You know, you've got to watch out for those guys, Chris Jones and Legarius Sneed and Justin Reed, you know. Jude Tranquil, you know, so they're going to be tough. They're going to be tough in the, in the Super Bowl. They've been there before. They know what it takes to win. They want to win again, obviously. So it's going to be a very, very fun game, which leads us into their competitors, which is going to be the 49ers. The 49ers or Lions, Lions game was a lot more competitive than what we saw in the Ravens and the Chiefs game, I mean, the Lions came straight out the gate. The very first series they had, 42-yard, you know, bomb that was basically sent to Jamison Williams on an end around, and they come right back down after they stop the 49ers and David Montgomery touchdown. Then they stop them again. They go right back. Like, it was, they were going bam, 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 you know. I mean, they had one hell of a half, basically. So... They played some amazing, amazing ball that first half. But the second half, they just completely fell apart. They completely fell apart. You know, completely, completely, utterly fell apart. They couldn't really get anything going. The things that worked for them throughout the first half just kind of bit them in the butt a bit. And there wasn't a whole lot that they could do to really stop the 49ers. Because once the 49ers got started, they could not be stopped. They just kept coming and coming and coming, and Brock Purdy definitely was able to establish himself as not just, you know, a game manager. He's not a game manager. He may not be elite for y'all, but he's definitely not a game manager either. He is a starting caliber quarterback that is on the cusp of being great. You would not be angry to be, have Brock Purdy be your starting quarterback. And I think he's probably better than some starting quarterbacks that are across the league right now. <laughs> he could easily start for some multitude of different teams and not just be in the system, you know. He brought that team back from 17 down, you know. And with his legs, with his arms, that he just never gave up. He just kept going and going and going. The 49ers came with him. Brandon Ayuk had an amazing, amazing catch. Never would have thought he was going to make that, you know, considering it hit the DB. I mean, it was like a perfect interception for the line, but they just got some really, really bad breaks in the second half, and that was one of them. Because Brandon and I, you ended up making that, and then evidently he scored the very next the very next play, couple of plays. So, you know, the Lions will definitely be back, but the NFC, just like the AFC, is only going to get better. You know, they had to go through some beasts just to even get to the NFC Championship game, you know. So, you know, the 49ers are obviously going to be there who are going to, the, going to the big game. Then you have, you know, the Cowboys are always in there, but I don't expect us to do anything next year of significance because we, we won't. You know, the Eagles, they should be back. You have um, the Rams who will be back. Seattle will be in there once they make their coaching decision, obviously. You have the um, Green Bay Packers, right? Great game, great, great team under Jordan Love. He will only take that next step, and his receivers will only be able to come with him, right? Minnesota will be back in the the running, depending really on who they end up getting back at quarterback, whether that's Kirk Cousins or get somebody else. But 
they have a lot of talent on that team. So it'll be interesting to see what really happens with that. The Bears, you know, they are they have a lot of different decisions to make whether they keep Justin Fields or not, but they have all the pieces there. You know, so it shouldn't be anything for them to be able to be back and be competitive. And then the Saints, obviously. You know, so they're going to have a lot of the competition. Everybody's definitely going to want to come after them. So they're going to have to be ready for that. 49ers, on the other hand, I mean, they've been in these big games before, so they didn't panic. They didn't rush. They waited for the perfect opportunity. And once they got their opportunity, they took they took their chance. They took their shot. And they came back and they ended up winning. You know, everybody was able to come back. Because being 17 down can be absolutely demoralizing. But they didn't even blink their eye. You know, Kyle Shannon had been in that position before. Brock Purdy was able to play the full championship game, and he showed that he is much more than just a game manager. He can not just manage, manage the game. He can actually ball. He deserves a whole lot more credit than he actually gets. So, Brock, you are good over here. Now, as far as getting into the championship pick, sorry, Brock and the 49ers, but I'm going to have to pick against Shaw. I just think the Chiefs are just on a completely different level right now. And that nobody's really going to be able to stop them. It has nothing to do with the league wanting to win or whatever. I know some people talking about this rig for ratings because Taylor Swift is with Travis Kelsey right now and all this stuff. But no, the Chiefs, they just there. Patrick Mahomes is just different in the playoffs. Travis Kelsey is different in the playoffs. And the rest of the team feeds off of them. You know? So, the Chiefs are my Super Bowl pick. I don't see really how they don't win. I think it's going to be an incredibly competitive game and I think it's going to be really really exciting to see that game I expect it to be a lot more competitive and I think it's going to be a lot of fun but the Chiefs are going to have to be my pick it just got to be <laughs> got to be my pick so and then obviously like I said when they win that then you got to start putting Patrick Mahomes in that conversation because what he's done in his first seven eight years in the league has been nothing short of amazing nothing short of amazing so the Chiefs, they wanted it all this year. <laughs> but, yeah. All right, getting into a little bit of NBA news. So, obviously, the Bucks, who were, like, second in the West. I mean, not the West. My goodness gracious. <laughs> second in the East. They fired the coach, which lit really a lot of head scratch. There's a lot of different reports that came out. None of that really seemed to be true because, you know, the star players – of the team, you know, Giannis and Middleton and Brooke and Damian Lillard basically, you know, so they love the guy, they didn't, didn't have any issues with him and have any problems, which basically contradicts the report that, you know, there was issues that was going on with between, you know, Giannis and the coach, you know, him saying that his brother really deserved to be in the league and yada, yada, yada. So not entirely sure about that decision. Just like I'm not entirely sure about the decision about the head coach they hired. I mean, Doc Rivers is a very well-respected head coach. Not taking anything away from him about that. But his teams have been known to flame out in the playoffs. And I'm like, you don't really know what you had in the other guy? You know, as far as wanting to see more? Because you've kind of seen what Doc can do. We've seen it with his time with the Clippers and the 76ers. Great regular seasons. Flame outs in the playoffs usually within the first two rounds, if not the first round. You can take it back to the bubble, you know. You can take it back to when, you know, he was with the 76ers last year, <laughs> you know, and a couple years back, flamed out in the Raptors in seven games on that incredible shot from Kawhi. 
in the bubble. Lost the Denver Nuggets when they were up 3-1, you know? There's just no excuse for his flame up to the playoffs. And it's like, you didn't really give Adrian Griffin really any opportunity to see what he could do with the team that was going clearly to the playoffs. I mean, it's not, I mean, the Bucks, Bucks, the Bucks would just have to have, a, have had an absolute collapse and not have made the playoffs, you know what I'm saying? So, not really sure about that there. I mean, it was very kind of confusing. Um, but, I mean, they did say they wanted somebody established from the reports that were coming out. Somebody was well proven, so Doc Rivers definitely was right up there. But it just just didn't make a whole lot of sense, really, because um, I really think they're just going to flame out in the playoffs again. You know, they're, they're, they're going to have a great regular season because, you know, Giannis, Dave Lillard, hello. <laughs> right. But as far as them going anywhere and winning a ship, no. <laughs> no, they'll flame out or fall apart. They'll be gone within the first two rounds. Like, all Doc Rivers teams really have been. And uh, they'll probably be looking for a new coach again, which they're already paying two other coaches who are no longer even coaching their roster because they're still paying Mike Budenholzer and they're paying Adrian Griffin now. So, And they're paying Doc Rivers. So, yeah. Um, so, very interesting decision by the Bucks. I mean, we probably will never really know the truth of why that situation ever, you know, came out. And everything, but uh, yeah, it's very, very interesting. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, Bucks fans, but that's just I I don't really know what to say for y'all right now. It just doesn't just doesn't make a lot of sense, really. It just doesn't. Sorry. On in other news, though, we've had some really great offensive performances the past couple weeks. Seventy point games, 60 point games, you know, 50 point plus triple doubles and, you know, started with Embiid and then Booker has just been on a tear these past couple of games, put up like over 150 points or something crazy and it's like last, he's just been on a complete freaking tear. Luca, you know, came right back with his own 70 point plus performance. I mean, and then Carl Anthony Town, like it's just been an amazing display of offensive basketball really I mean the league we already know they don't play a whole lot of defense for sure but the offensive display the creativity has just been nothing short of amazing the players have done amazing literally <laughs> so been really great to see these offensive showcases that are going on it's gonna be really interesting to see who ends up coming down you know with the MVP because you know Joel Embiid is starting to really miss a lot of games lately, and only has a couple more games that you can miss, so you qualify for the MVP award. But you know, he kind of does have these entries where he does get hurt. It seems out of kind of the ordinary. You're not really like, huh, like what? And then know that you know, just like when they were playing the Nuggets, supposed to play the Nuggets, and then all of a sudden he was injured, not feeling well, and all that. So yeah. <laughs> We've also seen some of the older stars really go back the fourth and chain, really turn back the clock. You know, when LeBron played Steph Curry, they both put up 30 plus points. LeBron gave a triple double. Curry was insane. Two overtimes. I mean, we're just witnessing greatness, and we cannot take that lightly. You know, these guys will only be around for so much longer. We want to just take advantage of being able to watch them in this moment, really. Because we'll probably never see players like them ever again. You know, no matter how you feel about the GOAT conversation, you know, LeBron James is definitely one of the best players to ever touch the basketball court. And Steph Curry has the conversation to be able to be in contention for being one of the best guards, 
if, especially the best point guard to ever play the game. So that display, that the back and forth, the double overtimes, the shot making, absolutely amazing, amazing, amazing game. And then we just saw the NBA All-Star Weekend. You know, the starters be announced and everything like that. Seemed like there was a little bit of controversy about the starters, especially the ones that were announced in the West. <laughs> you know, it seemed like some people thought Jalen Brunson or Trey Young or, you know, some of these other stars that we have, Carly Towns in the West. Some of these other players that people were kind of expecting. But I think you really just have to remember, like, it's really a popularity vote. One of the most popular players. Some player can be really, really good, really, really talented. You can enjoy watching him. Excuse me, you know. And other play, other people may not feel like that. You know, they may not vote for that player just because you you like to watch him. You know, you like their game. You like what they do. Like I like Jimmy Butler, but he's not. You know, the the the, the Eastern Conference is entirely too tough for Jimmy Butler to you know to start. I also like De'Aaron Fox. You know, out of San Sacramento. You know, as GA on OKC, you know, seeing Zion play. Obviously, if John Morant was playing, you would, I mean, you would want to see John play. You know, I think it's just, it's a popularity, unfortunately. You know, there's only so many slots to start in a game, obviously. I mean, it doesn't mean it's your favorite player won't make it, you know, make it all-star reserves. Or some players will obviously, you know, bow out eventually and be like, nah, I'm not playing in the game for whatever the reason, you know. But it's popularity contest. I mean, Giannis made it, you know, Joel, you know, Tyrese Halliburton. I mean, he's grown very, very popular, even though he plays in a very small market in Indiana. You know, Damon Lillard switching back over. No, it's not switching back over, but switching over to the Eastern Conference. It made it a lot easier for him to make it than it was for him to do in the West because the West <laughs> guard play is just crazy. Devin Booker, for you know, Devin Booker, as smooth as his game was, he wasn't announced as a starter, you know. And he's been crazy to watch these past couple of weeks, you know? So, your favorite player has the potential to make it. I mean, I agree. Luka being in there. Love Luka. What he's been doing. Nikola, Jokic, Kevin Durant, LeBron making it, obviously. You know, these are great, great players. It's going to be a great, great game. Just from who they announced at the start already. Jason Tatum making it in there. You know. Um, it's going to be a great game. It's going to be a great game, nevertheless. <laughs> SGA did make it, actually, as a starter. So, but, you know, you could say De'Aaron Fox, you could say Devin Booker, you know. If Fernie Simon's up in, in Portland, you know, who, where Damon Lillard used to be at. You know, there's a lot of good guard play. Unfortunately, not everybody can make it as a starter, but that doesn't mean they won't make the game. So, just, you know, popularity contest. Whoever's most popular is going to make it. Obviously, the first first time around, but your favorite player has a chance to make it. Just keep voting for them; <laughs> they'll make it. But that is about it for me. That brings this episode to a close. But I thank y'all so much again for 200 listens. That is just an insane number and figure to me. I thank y'all so much for all the support that you've shown, all the love, and just. Liking, sharing, commenting, you know, following the pages, tuning in every week, bringing topics, just interaction. I appreciate all of this so much. I mean, if there's anything you ever want to be heard 
talk about the show, like about the show, enjoy about it, want me to know about, drop it on either the podcast episodes, drop it on the pages, put in the Q&A, let's have a conversation, let's talk, let's connect, let's continue to grow, let's continue to elevate this year and do great, great things. I appreciate y'all so much once again for listening, liking, sharing, commenting. You share with a friend so that friend can share so that friend can share so they can always know about what is the hottest podcast that y'all like listening to. And once again, thank y'all so much. I appreciate y'all. I'm going to see y'all in the next one. Y'all take care. Bye now.